Welcome back to Analog College Histories and Mysteries to our Diverse Dialogue section. I'm Madeline, and today I'm here with a special guest. Lauren Bishop is one of our many wonderful student workers for the Diversity and Inclusion Office here on campus. Lauren, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do for us on campus? Um, generally, I forget what I do because I do a lot. Oh, boy. Yeah, so I'm a resident assistant. Again, I work for the DI office. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently the vice president of the Gender Sexuality Diversity Club. I'm on the EC board for Black Student Union. I'm vice president of HISCO. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in art club as secretary. Uh, that's what I can remember right now. Just maybe more. I don't know. <laughs> so we're definitely keeping you busy, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little bit more about your work with the DI office, HISCO, and Black Student Union in particular? So start off with the DI office. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Pretty much, I like to say that my job is to make everything look pretty. So I <laughs> You do, do a great job. Thank you. Um, I handle all the social media posts, um, make random graphics for the school, posters. Um, sometimes I edit the website, just to name a few things. Mm-hmm. Then through all my EC roles on campus, to generalize it, um, I just try to support wherever I can. So if somebody's like, hey, I need a poster made, or hey, I need help planning an event, mm-hmm. I just do it. Anything but money, because that's scary. <laughs> money is scary. Yeah. <laughs> I would also much rather be working on the art. Yeah. So for Black Student Union in particular, um, will you tell us about some of your experiences with that organization, particularly as a Black student, as opposed to just being an ally in that organization? Um, yeah. So honestly, I was first in contact with Black Student Union um, before I was a student here when I was like um, looking at colleges. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to... Um, well, I was talking with my admissions rep at the time, and um, I was like, hey, does this school have a black student union? And then she connected me with the um, current president at the time, and then uh, I got, like, sidetracked because we, we kind of arranged for me to, like, stay on campus for a weekend. Mm-hmm. Never happened. Oh. Yeah, that was my bad. But um, I did that, and then when I first came here on campus for, um, you know, orientation, I met the new president, and then she instantly wanted me to join. Mm-hmm. So I spent my whole freshman year, I went to like almost every single meeting if like something didn't come up for me. Um, then sophomore year, that's when it started to get a little difficult because um, I was asked to be the secretary. Mm-hmm. Then we started losing members because of like low retention, um, students transferring and all of that. So I eventually became the vice president plus. Yeah. So... Yeah, and then um, now um, I became an RA junior year, so, like, my involvement kind of, like, slacked off a little bit due to, like, mental health reasons. Of course. So, yeah, I still try to support, but not as heavy as I did in, like, the first two years. Mm-hmm. Has your experience at Alma been benefited by your participation in cultural organizations like the Black Student Union at all? It really has, because, like, if I didn't, like, seek out these organizations or these organizations organizations didn't seek me out i will have probably like dropped out so Mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of tough like not having your family or people like you around right so yeah do you think that you having wished to have those available to you in the black student union you think that you offer those same things to the incoming students who had whose shoes you had once been in 
Uh, at least hope so. I mean, I don't really know what kind of impact I have until, like, I don't know. I just try to be supportive, so it's hard to track. It is just knowing your public persona around campus, you are definitely a very supportive figure. Um, I'd probably say you're the unofficial face of black students on campus because admissions <laughs> uses your image a lot. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Very, very uncomfortable because it's like there's even a picture of me on Instagram of me in the taco, which mm -hmm. I know I purposely pulled. It was at um, Become the Scott Day this past summer. Mm -hmm. um, I remember specifically posing for a picture. Yeah. Like I had thumbs up. It was like a peace sign. But they chose a picture of me in the taco where I did not even know they took the picture. Of me. Oh, so it's like having that fear that somebody's always in the bushes or somewhere taking pictures of me it makes it hard for me to eat it makes me hard it's hard for me to be my authentic self so yeah that's really upsetting to hear i'm really sorry that you have to go through that um do you think that the school self-projects their own feelings about the school's diversity by trying to celebrate or promote their students of color like yourself um I feel like it's been getting better over the years, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it feels like, and I always say this, every step forward the school makes, it feels like there's three steps backwards. Will so, you explain a little of that a little bit more? Uh, it's a very complicated question, isn't it? Because there's yeah. only so much progress that everyone can make, and it seems that a lot of primarily white institutions, when they do take step forwards in one way, they take progress away from another direction. Yeah, at times it feels like some of the things school's done, they're trying to hide it. Okay. Yeah, so, um, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's hard to explain without trying to, like, I am appreciative for this school because yeah. it's an awesome opportunity to be, like, first in my family to go to college, Absolutely. actually. But it's just a lot of pressure when, like, you're so involved and then you have a lot of faces on you. Mm -hmm. It's rough. So, overall, how would you say your experience at Alma had been? Um, it's rough. Yeah, so those, like, I've had some positive experiences, mm -hmm. but sometimes those rougher ones makes it hard to, like, recognize those sometimes. Mm -hmm. So... Do you think that those experiences were made more difficult because you're a person of color or was it something else? I think so, you know, mm -hmm. because again, like you said, I'm basically the face of like black students on campus. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of what the school only sees me as. That's really a shame um, because you're a wonderful artist and you're a wonderful leader. You, you put so much passion in everything you do. It's frustrating how they don't try to promote more of your work as opposed to just your face and your exterior appearance as a way of promoting other people who look like you to come in instead of actually maybe posting a picture of you in front of some of your art for once would encourage more students of color into the art department because I know that's a department where we are frequently a minority. Yeah. I say as we are minorities everywhere here, but especially. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that leads me to my next question. Do you think your 
your race or your status as a first-generation college student have affected your choices in academic fields at all? Um, kind of, yeah, because, yeah, I'm an art student, but I would love to, like, pers- like get a master's in higher education administration at mm-hmm. some point. Um, not now, because I need a break. Right. But, um, <laughs> we all need a break. Yeah. Um, so, like, after my experiences going through, like, being a student of color and being a first-generation college student, that kind of pushed me to want to, like, work in higher education administration. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I'm still interested in art, and I will always be interested in art. Mm-hmm. It's just I think I might have a more of an impact in a college setting. Do you feel like you have exterior influences on you for that decision or that feeling? Um, yes and no. Okay. Um, it's more like um, an internal feeling because I, I really do enjoy the college environment. It's just like a gut feeling, you know? Yeah. And then the exterior influence, um, I had like many great people, like mm-hmm. um, the staff at the diversity and inclusion office, like support me through my decisions, either through art or um, through leadership. So, yeah. Yeah. I understand the feeling, though. There's a certain desire that I think a lot of people of color experience to create something larger for other people like them. So as happy as I am with the career path that I hope to go on, part of me does wonder if I would be more productive elsewhere. Right. And I think, like you said, having such good role models, such as the staff of the D- the other staff of the DI office is really inspiring too. Mm-hmm. Um, having them to look up to. And I think that's something we all hope to be for other students of color. Um, how do you think that we can be more inclusive as a college? It's a very tricky question, especially because we have a whole diversity and inclusion office devoted to that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, even the office itself needs support because again, I am like, I only work, well, I try to work 10 hours a week, sometimes more. And I'm doing like a full-time job of like a whole team. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't really think the entire campus really understands the amount of work I do. Yeah. And then even like, you know, the director of the office, the um, assistant director, even the grad assistant, they all need like at least two more, at least one other person than them. Yeah. It's kind of sad because we clearly do need them and we need their support just by how they're busy they are. But I often find myself coming up with ideas of how I want to spread diversity among my other organization and and I want their help with it but I kind of feel guilty asking them knowing how busy they are I hope that someday in the future recent or just recent rather than distant they become a larger office with a bigger staff I also hope that non-students of color will grow to appreciate how important they are and how welcoming they've been to everyone yeah and like even for my freshman year like Mm -hmm. there wasn't like an assistant director and a grad assistant it was just Mm -hmm. the director handling everything on their own it's good to see them grow then yeah so again like i said i keep seeing more improvements but there's steps being backward like the workload Mm -hmm. it's a small office and like they're holding us to like the same standard as a bigger school yeah so it's a lot of pressure on you guys I know that several people, such as myself, love to just stop by and hang out with you guys. But we really do mean it when we ask if you need any help, we'd be glad to give it. Yeah. (laughs) Now, would you mind if I took a darker 
slightly darker turn with the questions. I'm okay. Okay. So you are a graduating senior, which means you enrolled here during the fall of 2019 and was a freshman during the pandemic. Will you share with us your experiences as a black student on campus during the quarantine? Um, Like during the quarantine or like pre-quarantine when I was still like... So, yeah. Pre-quarantine, quarantine, and aftermath. Just some chronological order on that. I've heard you say some things about it, and I think that it is important to share those experiences, especially during that time that is still leaving an impression on all of us. Okay, so um, let's start off with like pre-quarantine, my yeah. first like step foot on campus. Your freshman year experience. Yeah, so actually I felt like a lot, like I was really confused about being a student on campus, mm-hmm. like off um, first year students do. Yep. But I felt more relaxed than I do now. So I was still doing a lot as a freshman. I think I was a part of like at least five organizations that had two jobs. Being so, a freshman helps though, because you're still feeling excited about getting into something new. Yeah, I think. Good point. Never <laughs> thought of it like that. But um, yeah, during that time, like this was like I would consider at the time I would say Alma was diverse for me because mm-hmm. this was the first time I've been around like majority white people. Yeah, I've always went to predominantly black schools. Mm-hmm. So I was always taught about culture shock, but I never thought it would be like it was my entertainment. Mm. So what was the biggest culture shock moment for you? Well, seeing the amount of people walking around, it was like freezing and they're wearing shorts. Oh, that is always crazy. Yeah, I'm still confused by it. (laughs) Put on some clothes. Yeah, because I'm like, yo, I'm cold and like shaking and then just see shorts and paleness. Sorry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, but um, more of like a darker turn rather than the shorts. Um, (laughs) Was that I vividly remember, um, what was it? I was in English classes at the end of the semester. Yeah. And then a student said something like extremely out of pocket because we were told to give like presentations about like the papers we wrote about. Yeah. I think one student was giving a presentation about like German culture. Mm -hmm. Um, It was great. Like. Mm -hmm. School. I was interested. Never really learned about German culture. Right. Where's like Irish? I forgot. Some very white culture. Yeah, but <laughs> it wasn't that presentation that threw me off. It was like the question or comment that student made in response to that presentation. Oh no. Because I think the student said something along the lines of like, um, "Slavery wasn't as bad as the Holocaust." Oh. And I remember during that moment. Like, I remember hearing other students say, like, they had to, like, get up and walk out of classes when comments been, like, ma- like made like that. Yeah. And I, it took everything in me to, like, sit through the rest of that class mm-hmm. with that student. That so, must have been very difficult for you. Yep. And I was, like, I, was, like, turned to a person sitting next to me. I was, like, did they really just say that? And then, yeah. So, moving past that horrific statement that, unfortunately is not unusual in these parts. Um, How was the transition during your freshman year once COVID started to become present? Um, When I came back, uh, you know, I like living arrangements. I didn't live in the dorms Mm -hmm. as a sophomore. I lived in like themed housing. Yeah. So I lived in the multicultural house. Mm -hmm. So living in the multicultural house, um, I like... I was the youngest person in the house yeah. uh, as a sophomore. So um, 
I still like during COVID, we weren't allowed to go in like other people's storms, even with our key card. Right. So I felt very disconnected from my class and even like my friends who were in the same class as me. Mm-hmm. So I felt isolated. So I was like um, resorted to taking in like a lot more work responsibilities. Oh, do you think a lot of those decisions to take in more on more responsibilities is still affecting you today? Kind of. Yeah. And I think that was like the very start of like the spiral of me taking on more than I should probably do. Mm. But it felt like kind of it feels normal now. So, well, yeah. don't let it get too normal. Yeah, <laughs> it's not healthy to do too much. So how do you think your experiences with the pandemic on campus would have been different from a white student's or an Asian student's experience? That's a good question. I never really thought of that. Well, kind of. Um, well, during the time, I think it was around the time of like re-elections for the president, right? Of course. Or was it the 2020 election? I think so. Biden and Trump? Yeah, because I remember that kind of, it wasn't the pandemic itself. It was those elections that made it a little harder for me to walk around campus. Um, because I remember like when we were like, I was in an accounting class, so I had this like really awesome study group. And um, I was really nervous to, like, walk back to my room because it's late at night. Yeah. I didn't know, like, what happened. Not just from, like, it wasn't more so, like, a student on campus. It was somebody from outside of campus mm. possibly attacking me while I was trying to walk all the way back to the multicultural house. So, mm. yeah. So it wasn't the campus or the students themselves, but it was locals? That yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because I remember one day when I was living in the multicultural house, I was sitting in the living room with one of our um, housemates. And I just remember, like, a loud noise outside. I don't think it was, like, directly outside our house. But somebody was yelling four more years. And I thought it was, like, a little, I call it a Trump drive-by. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I have definitely heard people say, and I do believe this to be true, that campus is probably the safest place in the city of Alma. Yeah. And, well, you might be able to walk around alone on campus. You should not walk around around alone outside of campus. Yeah, and, like, even I tell students to, like, buy pepper spray, which isn't in, like, the packing list, but I tell them to because you never know what's going to happen. I never use mine, thankfully, but, um, you know, better safe than sorry. Yeah, it's insurance. Yeah. How was the campus's reaction to the Black Lives Matter movement? Um, they took it, uh, they kind of, it was weird. Okay. I'll say because like, yeah, they cared, but it felt kind of performative sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, like the protests, um, the diversity inclusion office, I would say handled like most of the work, which was genuine. Mm -hmm. I felt supported. We even had like, when we were in those COVID times, um, we got on like Zoom calls together and like talked about it and invented. Oh, that's nice. Um, so yeah. Um, but then in some ways, like I remember when like the George Floyd thing happened. I think I don't know where it is anymore online, but mm-hmm. I swear I remember or it was through an email. Abernathy said he was gonna cut the contract with the police department. Oh. I don't think that ever happened. So well, you give me a little background on that as an underclassman. Why was he going to cut the contract with the police department? 
Um, even now, students have always voiced concern with the Alma PD. Mm. Um, when I was um, vice president of BSU, me and the president at the time were trying to do like a lecture, not a lecture, um, a presentation or a discussion with Alma PD. Yeah. Every time we tried to get, in, well, it's mostly the president. Um, every time we tried to get in contact with Alma PD, they kept trying to like reschedule or it felt like they didn't even want to talk to us. Right. So we never even did it. So, uh, yeah, that's really frustrating. Yeah. Do you think that some of the things that had occurred that were upsetting during the pandemic have improved on campus? Or do you think that because public media is not broadcasting them as often, it's not as much of an issue here anymore? I would say it improved, but it's mostly due to like students not mm -hmm. being quiet about it. That's great that students are standing up for themselves and everyone else. Yeah, and also the amazing support of the DI office. Yes, we love them. Yeah, I will always praise them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure last episode we had a moment to shout out the DI office too. Yeah. If not, we can do it now. <laughs> um, so as a graduating senior, what do you think you would have changed about your experiences at Alma College as a student or as a student of color or? I don't think that's a hard question to ask because like. Mm -hmm. I'm asking all the hard questions. Oh, yeah. Great questions. Thank you. But I mean, why should I look at what didn't happen instead of like what I've done? You know? right. And you've accomplished a lot. Yeah. So it's kind of hard because like, well, if I didn't become like the vice president, president, well, I wasn't the president. Well, been in the EC boards of so many organizations, like, would I just be staring at a wall all day? Mm -hmm. Would I be getting, like, the grades I am? Would yeah. I be, you know? You don't know. So. Then do you have any advice for any incoming black students at Elma or any incoming students in general? Um, I told my brother this because he was asking me one day about, like, organizations to join. Mm -hmm. I told him, join it, but still know your limits. Yeah. Because, like, you can't help others when you're burnt out, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's very good advice. Mm -hmm. I think that, Alma, we have a little curse, I've heard people call it, of people getting too involved too quickly. Yeah, and I fell to that curse. And that's, it's great <sighs> mm -hmm. to, like, be involved in stuff, but there's a point where it's, like, too much. Yeah. I've realize that a lot of it I think is fine now I just don't want to make it a habit for when I'm an adult and there are I might have a family to take care of yep so and you are a full-time student so your academics should be your priority but also like personal health too absolutely <laughs> so I I usually say my academics are my priority because I always forget to prioritize myself so thank you for reminding me on that yeah well also if you've grown up like with your parents telling you academics first you kind of, and then you get to, well, some people telling you like, oh, you should come first. It's kind of yeah. hard to get out of that mindset. So. Yeah, that hit real close to home, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for coming in to talk to us. Mm -hmm. Do you have any last message for our listeners or anything you'd like to plug or share? I know you have a senior show. Do you want to talk about that? Oh, yeah. So I do have a senior show right now up in the art gallery um, until like April 8th. Mm-hmm. That's when the reception, the closing reception is. But um, 
What I did with that senior show was that I spoke about my experience as a black woman at a predominantly white institution, specifically Alma's campus. Yeah. So um, that um, for actually like a good chunk of my pieces, I actually took um, pictures of me mm-hmm. from Alma's website. Oh. Um, and social medias. Um, Power and, move. Yeah. Flipped it. So it's like me reclaiming my own face. Yeah. So. Well, our listeners will definitely have to check that out then because listening to what you are saying about these things is one thing but actually seeing how you would express it yourself as an artist is another yeah it was like a very emotionally draining project so i'm just happy it's done now kind of i'm sorry to hear it's emotionally draining i know you've been telling me that all semester but (laughs) i hope that people will receive the message that you hoped to send them i really hope so too well thank you for coming once again lauren I'm Madeline for Alma College Histories and Mysteries. This has been another segment of Diverse Dialogues. 